Are you ready to uncover the power within you? Are you ready to kick butt at life? Are you ready to get this party started? This is Shut Up and Grind. If it's about fitness, women's empowerment, personal development, small business marketing, relationships, Robert B. Foster is talking about it. Robert is a gym owner. He went from foreclosure to multiple six figures in 12 months. Helped thousands of women shed weight and inches while becoming more confident. And a six times gold medalist in the Transplant Games of America. Get ready for Shut Up and Grind. Here's your host, Robert B. Foster. we doing this is rob foster with rbf fitness and nutrition public speaking is the number one fear in the world i started a business during the recession in 2009 here in the u.s People upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. So racism, it's out there, but it doesn't have to stop you. Just because somebody might look at you a certain way, that doesn't have to stop your forward progress. I mentor people with master's degrees, with PhDs, and I help people who have been in business for a long time. I had deal with, with the nutrition store maybe a half mile away from my facility, and we, we cross-promote. You know, we help out to give our clients what they need. That's where, where you have to eliminate the excuses. You gotta make that game plan say, for me to get to that point, Happy Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. We have reached a milestone. This is episode number 40. It's like, who would have thought? Who would have thought that we would take off this this fast? So, I mean, this far so fast. It's absolutely insane. I just opened up extra slots in February, extra slots in March, extra slots in April, because I'm booked out almost to June. Like, it's insane. And that's, I thank you all, because if you guys weren't tuning in for this content, then I would be here talking to absolutely no one. And so just yesterday alone, I booked 12 international guests. International, we're talking Mexico, Canada, the UK, Ireland, Australia. It's like we are spanning the globe. And that has always been my dream. It's slowly unfolding and it's coming true. And again, I thank you all who support this show. So for today, we're going to be talking about breaking family curses. And so now people will, will say, well, what does that have to do with health, health and fitness? It has everything, absolutely everything. Because if your home is crumbling, then you're not going to be in optimal health 
or wellness. So this is re relevant. So we don't just talk about lifting weights and getting on the scale. It's about overall optimal wellness and harmony in the household plays a role on that. So as you guys know, I span the globe looking for amazing people to come on and share their experiences. And I found a woman, Latanya, who is going to come on and she's going to help me break down this topic. I'm going to talk about the struggles she went through in her life, the, the epiphany that she had that she wanted more, and then what inspired her to write her new book called Living as Teenagers of Light. So bringing her in, here's Latanya Wilborn. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Thanks right. for having me. I appreciate you, Robert. My pleasure. Thank you for taking the time. I know you're out there in Texas, so it's an hour earlier. You know, so just thank you for getting up and spending the morning with us. I appreciate it. Anytime, anything to help someone and build somebody up, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Absolutely. And that's what we do here. And for the people watching, you're damn right. I have on a tank top and a winter <laughs> hat with the little beanie. You know why? Because I walked to the beat of my own drum. Damn it. That's right. All right. <laughs> I don't right. have no say. <laughs> 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 All right, so let's talk to you. Let's talk about you. So let's give us a, give us some some of your background, and then we'll go from there. I was uh, born and raised in East St. Louis, Illinois, okay. and um, mom's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Oh, lost you already. Uh oh, we have froze. This is the first time I guess has completely frozen on the show, so I don't know what to say. So I'm just making up some odd stuff, hoping she'll come back very soon. Oh no! Alrighty then. So talking about breaking family curses. <laughs> All right. So let me do, well, let me bump her out for a second. When when she re reconnects, we'll bring her back in. So I actually did a talk in a school a little while ago. It was in. It was a city school and just a lot of kids in that situation feel like they have no hope. And yes, their current circumstance definitely plays a role in that feeling. But the message that I gave to them was it's up to them to break the cycle. So, so like if you're not getting the proper guidance at home or if you feel like you're not getting the proper guidance in schools, find yourself running out with the wrong crowd then it's, it's up to you. It's like you have the power to change your circumstance. And that goes for the adults as well. It's like you have the power to change your circumstance. And it's just a matter of what do you want? What do you want? So most people who are in unfulfilling circumstances, those th those people like they're, they're kind of, they kind of, they put themselves into a box. Like I was saying on yesterday's show. Oh, I think she's back. Are you back now? Are you yeah. done? You had sorry, me, you had man. me just making up stuff over here, waiting for you to oh come back. God, I'm so sorry. You know that's the enemy. He he don't want this word to go forth, but it's going forward. I have an hour, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right. So I let's get at? let's get back to you. What did I stop at? So, it, it froze. It froze almost immediately. Oh wow! So um, yeah. As a kid. as everyone else outside playing, I, I wasn't that typical kid. I was sitting around watching things, I could see things spiritually and yeah. thinking this can't be my family. This, 
and is this a joke? You know, what is going on? Why is my family like this? Why is my family like that? I just didn't like what was going on. I just, I remember my mom telling me I didn't talk a lot. I wouldn't talk to her. I wouldn't talk to anyone but my brother. Um, she said nobody thought I could talk. And I'm an observer. I observe stuff. I felt like I was adopted, but I would look like look at my mom and go, well, I look like her, so that's got to be my mom. So uh, <laughs> my dad, I love my dad, very good provider, loving to me, but he was not a good father. He was not a good role model. He was not um, a good husband, but he provided for us. Yeah. And my mom was the woman of God. My mom, which I didn't know at the time, my mom was being abused. Okay. And I'm watching this and I'm wondering why is my mother in something like this? Get me out of this. I, I shouldn't be seeing things like this. So it kind of messed my head up a little bit towards men and um, it kind of messed me up towards life. I mean, why am I watching this? So my household was very negative, uh, abuse, verbal abuse, watching my dad abuse. He uh, lived a life that wasn't good. Um, he did make good money, worked at Southwestern Bell at the time. So, mm -hmm. but he chose another life on the side. So he hustled on the side, basically. Okay. Street yep. life. Yep. Okay. And so I'm watching all of this. Like I said, we lived good. Money wasn't an issue. Nothing was an issue. It's just the spiritual side, watching all this abuse. And, you know, as a kid, like I said, everybody else outside playing while I'm sitting here going, I will never put my kids in this. I will never do this to my children. I'll raise my kids by myself before I do this. And I just didn't like what I was seeing. This is not normal. This is not love. Why is my mom in this? Why, why, is, why are we even dealing with this? Is this even my family? Mm. And so East St. Louis is bad enough. And to grow And my mom, you know, as I got older, I asked God, as I got my relationship with God even closer, I asked God, why did my mom stay in this? Why? Because I was pretty angry at my mom as well. Yeah. Angry at my dad, but I still love my parents. I still love them, but I don't know, understand the choices they're making. Why? Why are they living and choosing this lifestyle? And so he told me he she wasn't brought up like this. She just. And, and back in the day, they stay in marriages like this because it's not good to divorce and separate. So she yeah. did it for us to have the mother and father. But it wasn't positive. Gotcha. Well, she stayed there to make sure I had both of my parents. I was raised with both of my parents, but it wasn't a good environment. Yes. And he said he did, she did the best she could. Okay. All right. So we unpacked a whole lot there. All right. Yes. So, <laughs> so when when you had stated, why is my family like this? Like what what fueled those thoughts? Because of all the, the violence and all of the cheating and all of the abuse, and I'm not I'm not that type of person. So yeah. why am I put in a family like this? I, as a kid, I'm thinking yeah. this. This is not as an adult, as a teen. 
this is a kid. I'm not a typical normal child. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I, you know, like some kids grew up before their time. I feel like I grew up before my time spiritually. Gotcha. And um, it just didn't fit me. It's like this, this can't be, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm coming from heaven <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> dropped into this family. That's yeah. what I feel like. And I shouldn't be here. Why am I dealing with this? Do you have any siblings? Yes, my I have seven. Seven, um, okay. Seven. Um, my dad, there's two from my mom and five from another woman uh, that uh, my dad was cheating with. Oh, okay. And so he had five others. So it was all of us was brought together. That's why I said my mom is a true woman of God. Because she was doing things that a normal woman wouldn't do. She made sure those kids were taken care of. They had, like she said, they have nothing to do with their decision. You know, mm. uh, he helped raise those children. She put clothes on their back. She, she, we bought food. I mean, she made sure they had everything they needed. And I'm sitting here looking at that. Like, th that's great. But yeah. why? <laughs> mm. Am I sitting here watching you do this with another woman involved? I mean, what is this? My mom is a very strong woman. I don't understand. How can you deal with another woman? Um, so with that being said, it was just too much for a kid. Now, that ain't none of my business. Really, it's not none of my business, but kids see things. And, and, yeah. and we as adults don't think that they paying attention or don't think that they understand, but they do. Yeah. They we see do everything. <laughs> everything. And we record everything. And, and my recording was always recording like, Oh, I know not to do this. I won't be doing this. I, I wish a man would, you know, that, <laughs> I built up this wall. Like, I don't understand, but she was a strong woman to deal with that. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's definitely putting putting your your faith first, definitely. Yes. Like, cause like, you no, know, just recognizing that the kids didn't ask to be born into that situation, right? So, like that that, that was that that was amazing of her, absolutely amazing. Oh man, and to watch that that was powerful to me, yes. and I, I'm like that as well. If I'm dating a guy with kids, I I don't mistreat him. I don't. So that did help me. That did instill that in me to never mistreat other people's children. So yep. I can truly say that that did do an impact with me. Before yes, absolutely. All right, so let's talk somebody and he cheated and I don't know. Lord only put on what he can handle. <laughs> and you know I can't handle that. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Lord. All right, Lord. so let's talk, talk about your relationship with your father. So you said he's not a good father. He wasn't a good role model nor a good husband, but he did provide. Yes. But but what was your relationship like with him? Oh, I love my dad. I I, I love him. I respect him. Uh, never disrespected him at all. I just didn't like his choices. I just yeah. didn't like the decisions he made. I thought they were the craziest decisions. But we had a great relationship. Um, dad has never... Uh, abused me not one time only one time he disciplined me and i really needed it because i was just getting away with so much yeah so i wouldn't even say that uh but we had a very good relationship he was good to me 
he just wasn't good to my mom. And I don't, to this day, I never understood how he separated that. But he was yeah. very good father to me. Um, very good uh, relationship with my dad. Sat down, talked about the street life. Talked about everything. Spent a lot of time with my dad. Yeah. Very good let's, relationship. Let's talk about the street life. Like, what kind of things were you told about that? Um, far as, uh, he always had a hustle. He taught me how to hustle, but I chose the, the positive way. My dad did, uh, street life. Yeah. I, I don't put it out there, but you guys yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. We can piece that together. <laughs> yeah. I chose to hustle the positive way. Like I have my own, uh, jewelry business. I chose the positive side, but he did teach me uh, about men dating, um, sex, you know, the normal, typical, Dad, daughter talk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. Good, good, good. All right. Yeah. So now when you were saying that, you know, you're just looking at, at your family and saying this is not love. Like, how did that how did that make you feel when those thoughts were going through your mind? The, <laughs> you know, family secrets, finding out your cousins, really not your cousins, your aunties, really not your aunties, your mm. uncle not your uncle and all this cheating and, and it's just was sad to me it was sickening to me yeah. that nobody could be faithful mm -hmm. you know nobody uh there was no love i mean we had barbecues don't get me wrong we had barbecues we had family get-togethers you know we did all of that but then you have to see all the drama yeah well why you having all these little get-togethers i just didn't feel like there was no love there. I mean, there was no love. I mean, it, it was just so negative. Yeah, that's 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 tough. How how, how old were you then? Um, I can't quite remember, but probably ten, eleven. Okay. Um, I can remember a lot of things. Um. I know I didn't talk as much as I do now. I was yeah. very quiet. You had to actually make me talk. I, it took me a long time to get to where I'm at right now uh, because I do so much observing and watching and I'm still like that now. Um, but I do talk a little more. I, I just didn't do too much socializing mm -hmm. because I saw so much spiritually that it just, and you can't tell nobody. You can't really tell nobody because they think something wrong with you. So that's yeah. another thing. I couldn't express. I didn't have anybody to talk to. Um, and see, that's another reason why I went into writing. Because that's your outlet. You know, yeah. things you can't tell to a person. It pushes them away. They like They don't get it. They're not on that level. So I kept a lot of things to myself. I got so many. I was going through my house right now looking for stuff. And I have so many journals and so many notebooks of writing, writing, writing. And I used to dream of writings on the wall, but I was so busy trying to read it. Didn't know that that was telling me I'm going to be a writer. And so I don't know. I can't remember quite much, but I do remember thinking this is not my family. This this, this can't be. Um, a lot of things need to be changed in this family. Um, I don't want to do the same things that I'm seeing right now. Like some kids think that's normal. That's a regular life. 
Yeah. That's how life is. And that's a lie. That is not how life is. So you glad you said that. It. You don't have to carry it to your family. Just because you was hit upside the head with a, a house shoe doesn't mean you can do the same thing to your kid. If you didn't like it, don't do your kid like that. Yes. And some feel like it's normal. That's not normal. I mean, you, you could discipline your kid, but if you didn't like it, don't carry it to your household. Don't carry it to your children. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between discipline and abuse. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a yes. big difference. Yes, <laughs> so. as they call it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, there's a big, big difference. Um, yes. So, one of the most powerful things that you said was that you know your father was hustling on the street, mm-hmm. and he taught you how to hustle, but you chose the positive hustle. Yes. So, so many things I hear people say is, well, like this is what I saw growing up. This is what I saw growing up. And, you know, being being an accountability coach is like it's my job to sift through through that stuff and let people know, like, no, like you were there because you made that choice. That's right. And people don't want to hear that. But that's that's the fact. And so you so you were in a situation where you had a choice to make. You could have chose to join him in the negative hustle on the street. But you you already had it in your heart and and in your soul that I'm not going to repeat this. Right. Like, I'm not going to repeat this. I'm going to go a different direction. So I'm still going to grind, but I'm going to grind moving towards the light. And that, 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 that was that was a powerful, powerful message. That is correct. Yeah. Um, everybody, I believe in the power of choice. Just because you were raised in that environment does not mean you have to carry it to your household. Exactly. Just because you saw uh, abuse in your home does not mean that's love. So don't you go and look for, and as soon as you get in, now let me tell you something. I got into the same thing. I did not know it because I didn't know the signs. Okay. And I ended up marrying someone that was just like my dad and I did not know it. And I was furious when I found, I'm like, how did I get in this? How did I get in this? Well, first of all, my mom didn't tell me the signs. She didn't tell me the warning sign. So I figured it out myself. I was so furious, but I got rid of, I got out of it. Yeah. That's where, that's why I broke it. I got out of it. My mom didn't get out of it. Forget kids. What if I don't live? <laughs> True. I don't live out of this and my kids won't have a mom. So guess what? I'm getting out of this. I am raising him by myself. My kids by myself. I'll be just fine. I'm still here. I'm here to tell about this book. I'm here to talk about this book. But what if I stayed in it for my kid? Because back in the day, that's what they did. Yeah. And I don't I don't want broken arms. I don't want black eyes. Exactly. I don't want to be in a broken nose behind waiting on someone to get themselves together. Yeah, because it's one it's it's one thing if if you're just in a relationship where maybe maybe over time you realize you're not compatible and you have right. kids, you know it's it's noble to you know give the kids a solid base before you before you separate. But if you're being physically abused and verbally abused, yeah. that that's a completely different different scenario. And that's where you, you have to put safety first. Yes, and a lot of women are not doing this. And they ended up dying in it. 
they're in a, abuse and staying with this person. The kid's grown and you're still with this person. I mean, is there's more to life. There's plenty of men out there. I'm sorry. Go get you some healing. Go get you some deliverance. Let's 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 forgive. But you will live a more peaceful life. And I just wished my mom would have left. So my precious eyes wouldn't have saw any of that. And I did fall in it. But when I found out what it was, I have never been in it since. Yep. Since I broke it. I don't want my daughter going through that. I don't even want my son to be the abuser. I don't want my son going through it. I don't want my children. And and instead of me staying in it and trying to, I got out. I can think better. Yeah, because when you in that, you can't focus, you can't think you're constantly thinking about your kids. You're not thinking about yourself. What about you? Yep, exactly. Yes. Something simple. Get out of it. Yeah. So 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 true. Like I said in the in the intro that there are far too many times where people are staying in situations and it doesn't even have to be relationships. It can be jobs. Yes. It can be in friendships. Because yes. like, everyone's got that one toxic friend that just sucks the life out of you. Yeah. But but yet people don't want to separate. Yes. It's like, like you can try your best to bring that person over to the positive side. But if they don't want to go, then then you just have to let them go their own way. You just have yes. to. You know, like if it's hurting your own physical or mental well-being, and this is occupying space in your mind. It's not yeah. serving you. And if it's not serving you, it, you have the trickle down down effect because it's going to yeah. affect you. And then in turn, it's going to infect your children and the, the loved ones around you. That is correct. Um, a lot of people uh, are scared to be alone. Yeah. Their fear of being alone. But you know what? You're safe. You're in a positive environment. Yes, you're going to feel alone. It eventually go away. You'll maybe you'll meet somebody. I don't know, but think about your children. Let's reverse this. Let's think about our children watching this and falling into the same curse. Those are called generational curses, and they follow. Notice how I said I didn't know. I still fell in it. Yeah. How did I fall in this? Nobody taught me. You know where I got taught at? When I left and went to a women's shelter. Mm. And they had those meetings that everybody hates. I went to them. And they taught me the signs of an abusive relationship. They taught me the signs of an abusive man. The character of a man. And I've never been in one since. And as soon as I see those signs, I I might be wrong. A lot of them I probably left and I was just tripping. But I... (laughs) I ran. Yeah. And I've never been in one since because I don't want my daughter in that. I don't want my son in that. Women abuse too. Yeah, it's true. Do do you so do you think you may have missed the signs because it was so present in your household growing up? My mom never talked about it. I mean, I I mean the things you saw though. Oh, those are signs? Yeah. I think so. Um, I still, I still couldn't pick it out if I when I went on my own because no one ever talked to me about it. 
like I talked to my kids about it, like I talked to, like I talked to other people about it. I didn't yeah. get that. I had to learn from experience. Okay. And that's the best teacher. It is. Because it absolutely you is. know how it feels. Yes, you know how it feels, you know how it is. And I'm glad I went through it to help somebody else. I'm a lot of people how I am is I'm not gonna just throw scriptures at you. Yeah. I'm going I walked this thing. Everything in this book, I walked it. Everything in this book is about my life. I can't talk about nobody else but my life. All this is in this book is from my experiences and what I learned out of it to help somebody else. And I, I put it towards teens because we got enough adults. And a lot of adults are stubborn. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to believe it. So I targeted teens because that's our future. I have yeah. a teen right now. He's 19 right now. And I use all of this on him. He's an awesome team. He's a great team. All the things that I put in this book, he is great with picking his friends. He is great at uh, clicks. He is great at uh, uh, picking, making right decisions. That's because what I went through, I taught it to him. Everything that I learned and I practiced with my own household. Yep. I'm not telling you this. Because I didn't do it myself. I did it in my own house. And a lot of people don't understand ministry starts in your house. It does not start. I write this book and I go out and teach you guys. It started in my house. Mm-hmm. I have a team yep. right now that I taught it to. I want to expand on that re- re- really quick. Right. So just give a recap for, for people who are just now joining. So Latanya was going through talking about her upbringing from in East St. Louis. You said it wasn't the best of areas and she lived in a house full of violence, negativity, abuse. You know, at times she felt, she felt alone, felt like there was no, no love in the household. Didn't understand why her mother stayed in that relationship. And she's one of eight kids, right? Seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah. So she's one, one of seven kids. Seven kids. And. So she took everything that she's gone through and she wrote she wrote a book about it. And what we're going to get into the details of, of the book. But one thing I want to highlight here is too many times we let our circumstances define our future. And I see that time and time again. So she took the things that she went through and she's helping other people who may feel stuck whether it's in a relationship or just they're just stuck in a box somewhere and they want to break free and yeah. help other people. And like, that's what I want to implore people listening to do. Cause I tell people all the time, you have power in the stories that you're holding inside of you. There's so much, so much power and you'll be surprised. You don't know who out there needs to hear what you have to say. You know, and that's the purpose. Like me, I'm a, I'm, I'm a speaker. I can turn on the camera and I can talk for hours. Like I don't have to bring on other guests. Like I can, I can knock out every single episode on my own. But the, the point of bringing other people in is like what people go through is relevant. So what Andrew shared yesterday was relevant to, to overall health and wellness. What Latanya sharing today is relevant to overall health and wellness. I have a guest on Friday. I have a guest on Sunday. And so we're going to keep bringing people in that's going to pour into all of you, you know? So, 
And then, and again, so for those of you listening, if you have stories that you want to share, reach out, reach out. We can help you unpackage it yeah. and we can help you use it to inspire others. And in turn, you're going to heal yourself. Yeah, All right. So before we get into, you know, the ins and outs of the books, sorry, let me hold on one, one, one second. We got a question that popped up here. Okay. My mom left, but it was super hard surviving. She ended up with mental problems and gave me over to my dad. I was in a foster care a lot while she was working. Mm. Yep. Wow. So great. Yeah. Great yeah. Share, share there, Sally. It's like, you know, these these situations are never easy. Like they're, they're, they're never going to be easy. And the decisions that the parents make at that time, yeah. yes, it, de it definitely can be hard. But as Latanya said earlier, it's up to you to decide what That's you right. want to do do with that info. Because you can right. let that you can let that info tear you apart. That's right. Or you can use it as power to inspire others. That is correct. And I call it self-deliverance. You know, and I use the word of God to do that. So uh, for example, when God says, do not lie. So I had to practice not lying, seriously. Mm -hmm. Now I didn't lie to be lying and just lies to fell out of my mouth. I would lie to keep from hurting people's feelings. Mm. And so I had to practice not lying even if it hurts. I, I, I just had to change how I said it. I yep. just changed how I worded. And I, I and, and once I conquered that, then I moved on to something else that is an error in my life. And so this when you when she gave you to your dad you had a choice and, and uh, to, um, to honor your parents. You have a choice to forgive them. See, parent, what 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 teens don't understand is we didn't come. We didn't have a, a instruction book to be a parent. We're learning right now by people writing books and articles. That's how we're learning by people telling. That's how all this is coming about. So you don't understand the choices that parents have to make for our children. It probably was very best to give to your dad. That was to protect you. Um, and you have to forgive your parents. The Bible distinctly, this is the only place in the Bible that says, if you wanna live a long time, that's why we have a lot of youth going through a lot of stuff because a lot of youth are not honoring their parents because they're so mad and angry at them. And the Bible talks about honor at Ephesians 6, two and three, Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise that it may be well with thee and thou mayest live long on the earth. That is, that is the only Bible verse in the Bible that says you want to live a long time. Honor your parents. So I had to turn around and forgive my dad. Forgive my mom. You have to forgive them because we make decisions that are very hard. Do you think we really want to give up our children? I went through that. My child was taken from me. Controlling relationship. Behind my back. Texas helped them. How did a girl go to a man? I'll never know. But Texas law helped them. And my daughter, I had that's why I'm in Texas right now. I'm building my relationship with my daughter. Once again, I'm living it. Fixing my relationship with my daughter, trying to get her to forgive me. Because that was done behind my back. I would never give up my child. Mm. That was not my plan. It, so we have to forgive our parents. So I have to forgive my parents so my child can forgive me. I, 
Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I still fell in stuff, even though I did it right. The enemy always find another way to go around, but I did it. It doesn't matter. And we have to forgive our parents and honor our parents. You want to live a long time? Honor your parents. I don't, I'm sorry. That's something. There's some dirt to you, but you want to live a long time. That's all you should be thinking about. I want to live a long time. Yeah. You can say something. So, so my yeah my my two older kids their their mom actually pretty much abandoned them. So when they were six and three, I actually brought them to visit her at at her job, and mm-hmm. that that's when we found out she was gone. And so oh, wow. my, my 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 daughter she really doesn't have much me- much uh, memory because she was only three, but my yeah. son at six like he remembers that day vividly. And he's mm-hmm. even now he's 21 now, but he was he's still so angry with her. And I've been yeah. telling him for for a few years now. I'm like, dude, it's it's time it's time to forgive. Yeah. I said that doesn't that doesn't mean like you know that that hole that yeah. void is, is gonna just suddenly fill. You know, growing up without your biological mom, I said, but you know, just because she messed up the first 20 years doesn't mean you guys can't have a relationship moving forward. You know, right. because her. Because her reasoning was like her family and stuff is from Tennessee. I'm obviously up here in Rhode Island, but her reasoning was that she knew they would be better off with with me. Mm-hmm. So, so that reasoning, it's it's okay. But she went out like a long time without calling. In mm-hmm. all that time, you know, she left in 2006. You know, it was 2021. So in all that, time, she's seen them less than eight. I'd say right. yeah, maybe like eight or nine times. That's it. You know, barely, barely called, like did, didn't call on their birthdays, didn't call on Christmas. So like, that's the stuff that he's, he's just, yeah. he just can't get past it. And I just yeah. keep try, trying to implore him. I'm like, you, like, you got to forgive her. I yeah. said, you know, you know, you're, you're an adult now, take a flight down there, yeah. go talk to her, air out what you have to air out. Yeah. And then that way you can move forward. I was said, because yeah. if you keep holding yeah. on to it, yeah, yeah, if you keep holding on to it, like it's going to tear you apart inside. And it's going to go towards women. He's going to start having relationship problems. He's going to start having trust issues with women if he don't get it together. And it it takes time. And I wish she would step up and give him some closure. But for those that can't step up, what if the parent died? He -hmm. has to understand that, um, like I said, and, and I'm not making excuses. I just want people to understand that parents do things for a reason it could have saved your life what if she kept you yeah you probably have been raped probably been killed you probably done a lot too so sometimes parents make decisions what's best for you they're yeah. not they're not ready to give up their life they're not ready to give up the drugs they're not ready to give up the sex they're not ready so they do what's best for you rather than hold on to you and you have to forgive you want to live a long time that's why a lot of youth are going through all this stuff. You're not forgiving your parents. They're human too. You hear my 19 year old? They're human too. And then it's lawlessness where they don't want to uh, listen to nobody. We, uh, I'm tired of this. I want to move out. I want my own place. Well, when you get your own place, you're going to have rules too. You're not going to want nobody to come in your house with blood. You don't want people to come in your house with your their feet on your furniture. You don't have rules too. 
even as a woman of God, even as uh, adults, we have to follow rules too. Everywhere we go, what would this Everywhere. world be? Yeah. There was no rules. Yeah. Have you ever been at a busy intersection where the where the traffic lights broken? Come on. <laughs> that, that right there shows you. <laughs> right. You don't have no order. You don't have no laws. Nobody knows what to do. To be honest, because we're so trained, but. We got so many teens running around here, want to do what they want. I can't get, wait till I get grown. Uh, I asked my son the other day, he got smart with me a couple of weeks ago, months ago. Uh, he got smart. I said, you ready to pay the rent? Mm -hmm. let, let's pay the rent and let's see how you feel because you don't get it. And a lot of us are protecting you from a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, uh, parents, they don't want, they're protecting your eye gate. Remember I said I grew up in a household and I saw everything yep. messed me up. Now, it, it wasn't deep to where I saw a whole lot, but I saw enough to where it traumatized me. Yeah, uh, it wasn't deep. I have a page full of notes <laughs> from, <laughs> from, from the opening story. It was deep. <laughs> it messes up your eye gate. So sometimes when parents uh, give you to the family member or you have to go for adoption and, and I'm sorry but it protects you from messing you up it, it really does abandonment if if you don't forgive this stuff will traumatize you torment you and it'll follow you yep. you don't want that you gotta exactly. break it generational yeah. curses you gotta think about you're gonna yes. have children one day Do you, yes, you gotta exactly. get rid of this stuff Yep, like my oldest daughter, she's she still talks to her her mom. Like she 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 never addresses her as mom though. Like she addresses her by by her name. She'll be like, "Oh, dad, uh, I spoke I spoke to Abby today," and like it just rolls right off her tongue. You know, yeah, like because like that that maternal bond just isn't there. But right. like she'll they'll still talk on the regular, you know, like they'll send, send each other gifts and stuff. So like they, so they have a relationship, but my son wants yeah. absolutely nothing to do with her. Nothing. That's because he remembers. See, uh, yeah. your daughter don't know. No. Don't remember. And nope. that's why they're close because she has a faint memory, but the son, I'm telling you, he's, it's going to go into his relationships. It's going to go towards women. Um, like my daughter, I had a hard time with her when I moved here. I did, but you know what I did? Um, I'm a firm believer of my actions speak louder than words. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show her that whatever was said and lied about me, she's gonna see the truth. Nothing exactly. matched. Yep. And when she's seeing that nothing matched and it don't make sense, and I even asked her, I said, "Have I ever abused you?" Well, I don't remember. Okay. Well, have I ever did any wrong to you? Do you ever remember me? She can't remember remember any of that because it never happened. Yeah. And once I call them planting seeds. Once I planted those seeds in there and I left her alone, she got to thinking. Yeah. And and she, I'm pretty sure she forgave me. Uh, I have a grandbaby now. She's nine months old, beautiful, about to be oh, ten months. Nice. And and what really brought us together was my grandbaby. Hmm. Now, what if I had never? Now, remember, all this stuff is from in my twenties. Yeah. In my thirties, I decided to stop running, turn around, and face my problems and my issues coming from childhood, come from a uh, home life. I have seven chapters: divisions called cliques, 
home life, self-respect, the dating game, club scenes, soul ties, seeds planted in your life, even word curses spoken over you as a kid. You're dumb. You're stupid. You're just like your mama. You're just like your daddy. Talking about all of that to break off your life. But what I'm saying is in my 30s, I decided to correct my life, to fix it. Because I don't want this following me. It follows you. Every relationship, every friendship, every marriage. If you don't stop, turn around and face it, it's going to follow you. So I decided in my 30s to turn around and face it. That's it. So all my 30s, I fixed, cleaned up my dumb mistakes in my 20s. Now I'm in my 40s. I'm I'm finally seeing the seeds and I'm starting to see I'm in my late 40s now in my 50s. I'm going to be chilling. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. I'm only I'm only I'm only chuckling just because you were so deep. You were so passionate and you said, and now I'm be chilling. (laughs) That was such a great, great segue. Um, I want to bring up I want to bring up a comment. Here, this is from a friend of mine, Courtney, said this is hitting home hard for me. I had a hard relationship with my mom until she was on her deathbed. I forgave her too late and that really stays with me. My ex also abandoned my kids and clearly have suffered even though they know now that they're better off. My stepdaughter dealt with neglect until I begged her biological mom to stay in her life and kept begging her. Hopefully you're not mad that that I read that on there, (laughs) but, um, but, but yeah, but that's the thing. Like you, you had said, what happens if that person dies? And then there's that yeah. that example there about about forgiving too late, about forgiving too late. And like one thing I try to, I try to explain to people that no matter what is going on in your life, love always wins out, always. Like my my nephew, my nephew had a strained relationship with my mom for a long time because he uh, stole some some money from 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 my parents. Mm-hmm. And uh, she would not talk to him like at all. You just mentioned his name and she would just get get triggered. Oh, wow. And so so this one day now this has gone on for years. So this one day I had text him and I was like, you need to repair your relationship with your grandmother. I'm like, you know, they're not getting any. Young- I mean, my dad just passed in, tw- in 2019, but I was like, you know, your grandparents aren't getting any younger. It's like, you need to fix that, that relationship. And he's like, she won't even talk to me. He's, he's like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I was like, dude, love always wins. If it's genuine, if the yeah. love is genuine, I said, you just have to like, like you said, turn and face it. I said, yeah. you, you, you need to go up to her. You need to be humble. You need to be, be remorseful. Own what you did, and yeah. you just have to wait for her to receive it. At some point, if you stay persistent that you want to repair that relationship, at some point, because she still has love in her heart for you, right? You know, that right now is just being buried with anger because she's pissed at yeah. you for what you did, like you betrayed her trust. Yes. Said, now he's living with her. Yes. <laughs> so so yeah. it, it, it took it took time. Yes. It took time, but he slowly chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. Like I said, and even when when she first told me, he's, she's like, "Um, you know that boy has to move back in," <laughs> and I was like, "What you gonna do? You know, like what you gonna do?" Because you know he's he got himself into some some trouble when he was younger. I think think he's he's turned the corner now. Right. Because you know, I just told her, I said, just talk to him, 
follow your heart. And if you really feel like he's he's changed and you can take him back in, no, do what's right. And as I said, and he's he's back there now. So right. it it, it can it can happen. Yeah, you can't control nobody. You can't force them and, and please stop begging because if it's not from the heart, it's not gonna still work. Nope. Uh, she has to want to be in their lives. It's much better. It's much better. Um, yep. And even when you forgive, don't wait for them to say, I forgive you, because there's plenty of times I have forgiven people and they they never forgave me. That's their problem. It's all for you. So yes. if, if the person has passed away, you still forgive and you're able, you'll feel it lift and you can, you're able to move on. So if you miss out, like my father's not living right now. Um, I've forgiven him because I went through it too and my dad had already passed away. I forgave him. I forgave him for how he treated my mom. I forgave him for the life he created for us. Um, I, I forgave him. And then it helped me with men because when I didn't forgive him, it was going into my relationships. It was going into my trust. It was going into my friendships. It was, it was just creating a chaotic mess. And a lot of people don't understand that a lot of things in your life as an adult is created from when you were a child. A matter of fact, in the womb, because some women are pregnant and they don't want that baby. And they're speaking all this word curses over this baby. Oh, I hate her daddy. I hate, I, you know, so it's so deep. Uh, seeds being planted over your life as a kid. You're called ugly. You're skinny. You're you're stupid. You're 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 dumb. You're mute. You're all this stems from childhood. Yep childhood and even as an adult this book this is a foundation book there's going to be more series to it this is the ground right here this is the because i believe in if your foundation not right you're not gonna make it just like a house you have to have a solid foundation this is the solid foundation now if this is straight to the point i don't cut no corners it's straight to the point it might be simple easy read because it's the foundation yeah, uh, I want you to understand your home life plays an important part. Divisions, cliques, you know, people want to be in certain types of groups. We're talking about the club, the dating life, clubs. We're talking about soul ties. Your soul tie with the wrong people, not necessarily relationships. I'm talking about relationships with your parents, relationship with your brothers and sisters. All of this plays an important part of why people are stuck today. Yeah, and uh, generational curses following you now talk about jobs from the very first job I've ever had um, always fired always people intimidated people always lying on me and, and jealous of me I have never in my life had a, 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 a job for six months mm. my very first job being bullied on the job I just had to leave my last job bullied on the job because people are intimidated. I had to break that. Yeah. I had to break that. I finally got a job where I was with for two years and that was helping um, behavioral health children at a hospital. And when I tell you, I, I fought and I said, I am not quitting. Yeah. I'm done. I got to break this thing. And ever since then, I've had jobs for a long time. Bull, I'm going to write about that. Bullies on the job. People, mm. oh my gosh. I have so many years of that. 
Hey, I want I want to circle circle back real, real okay. quick because like when you were talking about the different relationships, there was one you left out, and okay. that was the relationship with yourself. With myself. You know? Yes, that's what. That's the number one thing that has to start there is the relationship yeah. with yourself. So now I, I don't want to fully shift gears and talk about okay. talk about about race, but I was on a race panel and you know, like my dad told me as a young kid, he says, you know, people will always see see the color of your skin. He's like, it's up to you to help them see beyond it. And like, wow. and that's that's just buried into my brain. You know, he's like, just be comfortable in your skin, know who you are, know what you want to do and climb whatever mountain you got to climb to go get it done. And so people, so when people ask ask me, you know, like, how has, how has racism played a role in your life? I said, it hasn't. And and people hate it when I answer like that. It's like, like, I'm not trying to say it doesn't exist. It exists. I just don't let it affect me. Right. You know, go, going back to, I, I said this on yesterday's show too, with my, my ex's mom, the, the, the one down in Tennessee. There's some parts of Tennessee that don't realize that the Civil War is over. <laughs> right? right? So, so um, I'm, I'm down there and, you know, she and her mom were, they got into it over whatever. Now, I'm, I'm just sitting there minding my own business. And then, so she had a daughter from, well, has a daughter from another relationship and so I had just said, you know, Case, why don't you go go in the back? And she's like, you don't talk to her. You don't ever talk to her. She gets in my face. She's yelling. She's swearing, calling me N-words and every every demeaning race, racial term you can think of. And all I did was I stood up. I went to my ex and I said, we're going to stay in a hotel. Mm-hmm. That, that was my only response. Yeah. It says, because in anything in life, you know, when you're dealing with, with, with some, obviously physical abuse is different, but- with everything in life, the person that's trying to verbally abuse you, they're trying to seize control of your emotions. And you are in control of your emotions. You're in, in control of what you let bother you. Yeah. So that's- so I, I chose early in life, I'm not going to let anything bother me. You can call me what you want to call me. You can hate me. You can think I'm stupid. You can think I'm whatever. I know who I am. So that, that relationship with yourself drives everything else. So you know, like if you're in if you're in that situation where you have to for, forgive someone, you forgive someone for you. That's correct. But that but correct. we want the other person to, to, right. to forgive too. It's like so so right. we're pissed because they didn't say it back. It's not no. about them. It that has to true. speak to their heart to that's forgive right. you, right? And true. and if they don't do it, that's on them. That's got yeah, your yeah. soul can rest because you forgave. That is correct. I have to agree. And I had to learn to love myself. I had to learn to forgive myself. So all the decisions I made, I had to forgive myself. That's amazing. We're our worst enemy. Yep. Ourselves. And, so true. And we're people all day long, but if you ain't forgave yourself, you're beating yourself up inside. Like, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Why did I quit? Why, why, why? And I didn't even know myself. Like I said, in my 30s is when I decided to find out about me. I didn't know my favorite color. It's just simple things. I didn't know my favorite color. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know (laughs) what I liked to wear. I mean, I didn't know nothing. I had to literally learn myself. 
and a, that's a missing piece of the puzzle. What do you love yourself? What do you love about yourself? Did you forgive yourself for staying in that abusive marriage? Did you forgive yourself for knowing he's an abusive man and you chose to stay? Did you forgive yourself for giving your kids up for adoption? Did you forgive yourself for being raped? Forgive yourself because you know your body will turn on itself. What do you think cancer is? Why is a lot of people dying of cancer right now? Cancer is your it's eating your own body. Yeah. You can't hate yourself and love other people. And like he said, forgiveness is about you. And if that person don't forgive you, that's their problem. You're free. It's about setting yourself free, getting unstuck and moving forward. I used to hate writing. I didn't even like writing. I wrote this book in 2019. And remember, I couldn't keep a job to pay for it. So you know what I decided? I don't care how many jobs I get. I'm going to put some on it. Mm. I'm putting some on it. And I finally paid it off 2020. The wow. year that everybody went through hell, I paid this book off. Nice. 2020. Took two years. Love but it. So, so give me, give me one big takeaway from, from the book. One big takeaway. Yes. What do you mean by takeaway? Like what a, like if, if, if I go through, through and read, what's one thing that that's really, that I'm really going to get from reading it. It started from childhood. It didn't start in adulthood. Yeah. It's going to take you back to remember. It's going to remember all the stuff that you've been through and you're going to see the root. We're not cutting branches here. We're going to the root mm. of the source. A lot of people like to trim the trees. No, we we, we going to dig down in the root of yep. the problem of the source. It's going to make you go back and, and, and think on past tense and nip it in the bud. We're going to root it out, not cut it out. We're rooting this thing. That's like what that. you want to get from this. We, we go into the rooter to the tutor. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, well, I have the link. I have the link up on the screen. This is the short link. She she, she tried to send me some link that was like that was like eight eight lines long. <laughs> I had to. I had to. That's all good. That's what Amazon. Is. <laughs> I couldn't help it. <laughs> now I'm I'm gonna drop that link down in the comments section also. So it should be clickable. Let me see when it pops up here. Okay. It should be clickable. And guys, um, this is really strictly for uh basically uh people who have been adopted, like the young lady was talking about. This is really gonna help you because I don't think it's a lot of help for children like that. I could be wrong. Mm. But that's mainly where I wanna go. I wanna I wanna help these children that don't have family. They don't have anybody, they don't know who their family is. This is a great book. Buy for a teen, uh, help out spread it. 
it need it, we need to help our youth. They're running around here and don't know anything. That we, it's our job to help them set examples. I want to share want to share a quick story before before we wrap up. So I was I was volunteering at a local boys and girls club here in Rhode Island, and so I get to the school, and one of the instructors is like, you know, you got to watch out for that for that one over there. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, why, why, what's his issue? They're like, oh, he's just unruly, he's disruptive, he's rude. I was like, okay, you know. So I get in there, and there was an officer. I don't remember what the second guy did. And then I, I was the, the third speaker. So we were, you know, volunteer speakers. So the officer starts speaking and the kids are just paying him, no, paying him no mind. And he's just speaking away. And the kids are like off somewhere else. So then the other guy speaks and he was just very monotone and uninviting while he was talking. <laughs> so so the kids just, the kids just tuned him right out. And so... So it's my turn. And they're like, you know, this is Robert Foster, owner of RBF Fitness. You know, tell us about yourself. So I said, can I take this in a different direction? And she's like, oh, yeah, go ahead. And because the kids were kind of spread out. So, like, I had them all come to one table. And, you know, a couple, couple, couple of them tried to resist. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, I got them all into one table. And I, and I broke it down for them, like, hardcore dad style. Mm-hmm. You, know, I, you know, I was like, I was like, we're not being paid to be here. I said, we are here because we care. Was, you know, it's like, there's a lot of people out there in this world who don't care one ounce about you. Mm-hmm. I was like, so for you guys to treat people who care like that, like, it's completely disrespectful. You know, was, but, and they were all like, yeah. <laughs> they all, yeah. you know, sat up. They were eye, eye contact. Like, I brought them all in. And yeah. so... So when it was time for us to split up in, into groups, the, the kid that, that was the, the problem kid, I was like, I want him in my group. And so he comes over, you know, he's trying to act all tough guy at first. And so I just start talking to him, just start getting some of his background and come to find out like me, I clashed with every boss I ever had. Mm. <laughs> right? And so wow. over time, it was like, I'm just meant to not have a boss. <laughs> like that's just what it boils down to. So yeah. the more the more and more I'm listening to this kid, I'm like, he's got leadership qualities. Mm-hmm. Right. So I said, All right, John, this is what I need need you to do. So we have we have this project to do. I want you to take the lead with these two and come up with a great project. And I said, mm-hmm. and I started watching him and he's doing it and he's doing a great job with it. And so then we split off into sports. So I took basketball. And so I made him captain of the other team mm-hmm. and he was, he was on it. He was, mo- he was, you know, motivating him. He was hustling. Yeah. You know, he was being a, being a good sport. He was being a team player. And I, I was like, this, this kid's not a problem kid. Yeah. You guys just aren't empowering him the right way. You yeah, know, I said, I said, so, so maybe next, next meeting, maybe have him be the writer on the board. So while yeah. you're talking, have him write it down. So he's involved. Yes. You know, like it, it completely changed everything for that kid. Yes. And as I was leaving, he's like, this was the best, the best class ever. <laughs> you yes. know, because I helped I helped to unlock his true power just because he because he didn't act the way you wanted him to act. Yes, you just right. wrote wrote him off as a bad kid. Yes, and a lot of kids know who cares and who don't. I used to get hugged all the time when I was at Behavior Health. And I had one kid run up to me and said, Miss Latanya, you give the best hugs. And I was like, a hug is a hug in my head. Mm-hmm. 
But what you don't understand is kids know, teens know who cares and who don't. You came in and hit an area that needed to be dealt with. And I'm like that too. When I teach uh, teens, I'm I'm like, uh, you're at my house. You need to learn discipline. You need to learn manners. I'm in Sunday school teaching manners. Mm. <laughs> I can't yep. teach you if you if I can't get your attention. So I'm not gonna start my lesson until I hit this foundation because I'm wasting my time in here. Exactly. And yep. once I got them involved, like you said, once you seen him and he knew that you cared and you saw him. Whereas everybody that comes in and help teens are not there for the right reasons. And kids know that. Yep. Kids know that. Exactly. Just like my hug was unique. They hug everybody else, but they loved my hug. I mean, that's just <laughs> how a kid knows. It's true. It's so true. All right. I'm going to give you the final word. Then we're going to break it down. What What do you want to tell the audience? Um. You know, I, I want you to know that this is life experience. This is what I went through. I'm not telling you something I heard. I'm not telling you something that I read. This Everything I write is life experience about my life and what God basically spoke to me to help me. I didn't have anyone to help me. I was a loner. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody wanted to give me a position in the church. So um, nobody wanted to listen. So I wrote it. He told me to do book form, write it in a book. He told me to sit outside of my apartment. I lived in uh, Pine Bluff, Arkansas, Piney Woods Apartments. And I would just sit outside and draw people. And that was my ministry uh, to help people. Um, I I wanted to reach out to the deep. People don't want to get dirty. I want to get dirty because I was in the dirt. I know how it is. And so this book is for adults as well to help you go back and uproot a lot of things in your life that's not right right now. And it's never too late. I'm 47. It's never too late. Let's do it. The time is now such a time as this. Let's break some generational curses so our children don't have to experience this. Let's get these teens in you can always reach me at um living as teens of the light on a facebook page uh you can uh reach me on rare woman of god page on facebook and uh let's talk let's let's get it done what you need to know who who wants to talk to me let's do it that's what i'm here for Absolutely. Love it. Thank you very much. Again, thank thank you for spending the last hour with us, sharing your story, getting vulnerable with us. You know, like so many people are afraid to get to get vulnerable. But, you know, you touch some very personal subjects and uh, I appreciate you for that. And um, yeah, this was great. (laughs) This was absolutely great. It's an honor to be here. I appreciate you so much for reaching out to me and maybe we can get on some projects as well. Absolutely. All righty. Love it. All right. So you have yourself a great day. Don't don't sign off yet, though. Okay. Okay. I won't. All right. Bye. All right. So the big takeaway here is things that happen in your past are driving your present and will affect your future if they're not addressed. And it has to be addressed by by you.
right? It has to be addressed by you. And if you need someone to help you with that, there's so many different people out there that, that can help you unpackage those things that are holding you back. Because if you're in any type of unfulfilling situation, you know, you only live one time. Like, why do you want to live it unfulfilled? You know, just just let that sink in. Why do you want to live it unfulfilled? No matter what happened in your past, that doesn't mean your future has to be the same. That doesn't mean it has to trickle down to your kids, then to their kids, then to their kids. It'll be a never-ending cycle unless you break it. Don't wait for somebody else to break it. You have the power to break it, right? And as I always say on this show, there's always going to be mountains to climb, no, we do shows like this, episodes like like this to give you guys the will to take the steps to climb it. All right, I'm going to leave you on that note. So as always, this was a great episode number 40. So I want to thank Latanya again for spending the morning with us. I will see you guys on Friday next. So it'll be the first Friday. Have a man named Edan who's going to blow you away with his topic. So for now, signing off, and I will see you Friday. Have a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at Robert underscore B underscore Foster. On Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.